Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Boner Planet Podcast. It's myself, Dave Thomas, and I'm on a special edition today with Andrew Faulkner. Uh, Andrew is an um, uh, MLB player for the Baltimore Orioles. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad you guys could have me today. Yeah, it's very exciting to have you on. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's fun to, um, when we look at mainstream things and, and I look at baseball or basketball, it, it's really cool to have uh, people in the mainstream who are doing these things, but also hunters, you know, and I think people don't realize that a lot of people are hunters. Some of them don't talk about it and some do. And I think in, in most cases, um, they don't talk about it. Probably. I'm sure there's a ton of, of sports players who actually don't talk about it. I know there's a lot of rock stars that don't talk about it. Like kid rock doesn't say much about it, but he definitely is a hunter, which is pretty interesting. So how, how I guess, how did you get into hunting? Um, you know, uh, actually I had, uh, nobody else in my family hunts at all. Um, six brothers and my parents and nobody hunts, but, and I'm from a small town, but my best friend growing up, um, huge hunter. And I really just started to go with him when I was in middle school and shoot ever since then, I've just been hooked on it and, and I can't get enough. Yeah. it's really cool. Now, do you primarily hunt bow hunting or gun hunting or a little bit of both? Uh, just bow. I picked up a bow about six years ago now and I sold all my rifles. So just, just bow. Nice. And you said, uh, where'd you, what, where, where'd you grow up at? What state were you in? Uh, South Carolina, Aiken, South Carolina, small town, uh, right near the Georgia border actually. Oh, awesome. I actually, I think I was, is, I always get confused by this. I don't know why. Is Myrtle beach in South Carolina or North? South Carolina. Okay. That's where I just was. <laughs> I was like, I was oh, just okay. there, but I was like, I think I was in South Carolina, but, um, and that was a beautiful area. And I know that's probably a busy area compared to where you grew up, but, um, Myrtle beach is, uh, uh, pretty sweet. I'm assuming you've been there a few times. Yeah. And, and I actually, <laughs> I, I actually played there too one year. So, Oh, no way. Interesting. Yeah. That was, that was actually pretty neat, but yeah, it's about three hours for me, but it's, it's a nice area. That's really cool. So how has it been uh, with your job? I mean, working, uh, as a professional athlete, is it, uh, time consuming? I mean, you guys travel a ton, I assume. Yeah. Um, we, we travel, I mean, uh, shoot, I'm at a, 
a month, I might be home 15 days. And I mean home as in wherever I'm playing, not actually in South Carolina home. But yeah, um, yeah, it's really hard. You know, I have from about February to September um, straight of travel and games. But luckily, with that being baseball season, after that, I have about four months completely off, and that happens to be exactly deer season, so it works out good. <laughs> and uh, when you uh, when you're um, traveling, do you have a chance? So when you're basically done, you're not really hunting. So I, I guess what I was going to suggest is when you're traveling, do you have a chance to get out in the different states to, to do fishing or anything like that? No, I wish. <laughs> um, actually, it's funny. Today is about my only off day in a month and a half so we wow. don't get we don't get too many off days um during the season uh i wish when i was when i was in texas and i i played for them for a while um i got lucky that i met a lot of people there so when i did have off days i could go hog hunting there um i haven't haven't quite uh, met those connections here yet though yeah yeah i gotcha and the uh so when you're practicing um are you throwing a ball every day Oh yeah! Wow. Okay. Every day. I, I just think I think it's interesting because you know when um, when the Tigers were doing real well here in Michigan, we you know they were talking about the pitchers, relief pitchers, things like that. And I just remember one of the things was that you know you can't wear out the arms, can't do this. So I'm assuming when you are you throwing full speed every day or just like kind of just throwing just to keep it loose? Um, a little bit of both. Um, I'm a reliever, so I might I might pitch in the game, you know, three or four nights in a row, or I might have five days off from throwing oh. in the game. So it's really just how you feel. Um, some days is really light, and some days you throw a little bit more. It just it it varies every day. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's cool. All right, let's get back to hunting. More important. <laughs> so what's so where do you? Uh, when you are hunting, you're getting into it and serious about it. Where are you mostly spending your time? Are you in, uh, like, where would you be normally? The Carolinas or where would that be? Uh, mostly in South Carolina. Nice. And in that area, I've never really hunted South Carolina. I know there's a lot of hogs there too. Um, are you guys mostly tree stand hunting or spot and stock or what kind of hunting? No, it's all, it's all tree stand, all tree stand. Gotcha. Very cool. So what bow are you using this year? Um, this year, I think I, I'm actually sticking with my 2015 prime rise. Nice. You know, they're um, out of Michigan, I've, right? <laughs> yeah. G5 I've up switched here. up. Yeah. I've switched up bows every year and, and I'm just stuck on the prime rise. I just, I shoot it really well and I'm comfortable with it. So I'm just, I just got new strings for it and said, screw it. I'm keeping this one. Yeah. And do you usually just keep one per year or do you have like a backup? You keep one around. Um, I'll normally toy around with a different one for backup. Yeah, that's that's what I do too. <laughs> I figured, you know what? I, every time I go on any hunt, hunts or anything like that, I'm I'm taking either a crossbow as well or uh, two bows. It just depends on what the situation is or where I'm going. But uh, I find it kind of, you know, just to protect it, you know, because one of the one of the times we went um, to Ohio and and uh, one of the bows broke out of the two hunters, and that was a big ordeal. And um, trying to get it fixed and losing a day of hunting to go to a pro shop, it was horrible. So it was oh, yeah. definitely um, definitely good to have a backup bow. But uh, what kind of hunts you got coming up this year? Are you can do all local, or do you have some plans? Oh, I have. Uh, I mean, all the hunting in South Carolina, which about I hunt about two thousand acres in South Carolina. Um, I'll hunt uh, Illinois 
which I'm lucky enough. I have a good friend there, so I hunt there every year. And I drew, I, I, I put in for a Wyoming pronghorn tag, but I didn't get it. But I got my Arizona elk tag, so I'm going to be cool. late season elk, uh, so November elk tag in Arizona. That's really cool. Is um when when you're when you're traveling like that um so do you take like would you take one bow on that kind of a trip? I, that's a really good question. I haven't decided yet. I probably will only bring one bow just because um it's it the whole I only have two weeks to get it done. That's the whole season for that November hunt is yeah. two weeks. So I'm gonna be pretty much backpacking it for almost 14 days straight until I shoot something. So, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, you know, with stuff I have to bring, you know, between the tent and all that and backpack. So I'll probably just only bring one bow and try to be pretty careful. Yeah. That's exciting. That sounds like a lot of fun. Have you ever actually hunted in the Michigan area? No, not, not in the Michigan area. Yeah. I don't blame you. (laughs) There's not, there's not much, going on here i mean you're not going to get any major but i just wonder because sometimes people uh uh you know it's funny because uh you know ted nugent's from here obviously we actually just had him on the podcast last night which was really cool and uh it's interesting they always come back to michigan you know no matter what and uh, he lives in texas and in michigan and they go back and forth and um um you know i I think it's one of those things where you know you grow up somewhere you have this like feeling of outdoors and hunting and it kind of drives you a little bit more and you want to be home is what you would call it you know so for us, yeah. it's like we stick in Michigan with hunting, even though it's probably not smart compared to like the traveling, hunting, and getting the bigger deer. But oh I, yeah, I guess for me, it's just I, I've personally have never really been driven by bones, so I, I don't necessarily care about a huge rack. I I wouldn't mind. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I wouldn't shoot a nice deer, you know, or, or elk or whatever. But the other side of it's like you know, just that travel. I mean, do you have a family yet? No, no, no. So it myself. makes it easier, yeah. Because as I say, it'd be yeah. hard to walk away from my children that long and try to get something done. But it's believe me, it, it sounds awesome. And I always tell my friends, you know, if we started BHP back in like back in like you know we were like nineteen or something, I can't even imagine how awesome it would be. Or even through college, you know, just the travels we could have went on and, and done. Um, you know, pretty exciting stuff. But uh, hey, tell me about your most memorable hunt that you have so far. Um. You know, I've had some good ones, but honestly, it, one of the best times I've had hunting was really is really hunting back home. Um, you know, I'm right there with you. I love to travel and hunt. I love to see all the different places, but um, I've managed the same land for I think eight years now. And this past off season, um, I was in the stand and. And, you know, one of the bucks that I've seen and I've, I've actually seen start to grow up and manage and all that. And I ended up shooting him and, you know, we don't have the biggest deer in South Carolina. I think he was one, 138 or something, which in a lot of States is not a, a crazy deer, but for South Carolina, it's phenomenal. So, um, that was probably, it's probably one of my most memorable ones just because, you know, I put in all the work and, and to see that deer grow up and to finally shoot him. And it didn't get any better than that one for me. Yeah, man, that's exciting. I think it's gonna be a good year. I mean, are you, are you looking forward to this year? Do you have anything like, do you do anything in the later season, like December on, or is that when you start working again? Um, yeah, no December. So my, my season ends in South Carolina in uh, the first of the year. And that's, that's kind of when, um, 
I have to kind of cut out a lot of my hunting and, and stick stick to baseball and doing a lot more training and throwing and stuff. So I don't. I try to get uh, I try to get all my hunts in real early, real early in the off season in October, November. So being, uh, you know, a baseball player, did you, have you been able to connect with any other, like, you know, coworkers on hunts or anything yet? Um, not really. Su- surprisingly, I haven't, I know there's, there's a lot of, of baseball players that love hunting. Um, but just where I've been, I haven't, I haven't, um, played with too many of them. Um, I mean, there's, there's a few guys, you know, there's your Mitch Morelands and guys like that who really, who really love to hunt. Um, I've, I've actually introduced uh, some, some baseball guys to hunting, which was, which was something else in itself. But, um, I haven't, I haven't got together and got on, on a hunt with anybody else yet. Yeah. That's interesting. I I wonder, I'm interested that, uh, you know, no one's ever really thought of doing that, you know, or bringing together those different areas, like all professional athletes to hunts, you know, cause yeah, the, the cool part is, you know, you know, some of them, you know, who are, you know, obviously making good money. Some are making really good money or have a lot of land, you know, and have oh, yeah. connections that are unbelievable. Um, I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day who fishes on Luke Bryan's land, you know what I mean? Cause they're friends with everybody, uh, in yeah. those realms. And, uh, you know, I don't think like people like, I don't think people like Aaron Rodgers hunt, but who knows, you know, you never know Yeah, up in Wisconsin and he could have, he could be sitting on 50,000 acres. Yeah. That's a good point. Discount double check, baby. (laughs) You got to start doing that. What can you do? You got to do your own little move. Do you have your own? (laughs) No. no. Oh, come on. We got to make one up. Cause that's where you make uh, the money, man. You can do a couple of great plays, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're on twenty, forty million dollars a year and rolling. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. He's, he's made a lot off that. Oh yeah, I mean that's the funny part. You know, you think about it. It's like obviously you got to be really good, and you got to you know do your job awesome. But on top of it, doing something silly like that could you know what I mean? Brought in a whole another realm of funding, which is hilarious. Oh yeah, when you think about it. But to, hey, so what? Uh, what kind of what's your favorite broadhead? Um, I'm, uh, I think I, my, my favorite is, um, a grave digger, which is the, it's fixed blade and a mechanical. Um, that's, I have a long story behind those, but I, that's all I shoot now. That thing's vicious looking. Oh yeah. And, uh, they, 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 they produce some good blood trails and they've, they've, uh, helped me out a lot. Let's put it that way. So I, I, I stuck with them. Nice. You you get good flight with them. Yeah, I get. I mean, that's that's one of the they they actually do a hundred yard broadhead test in uh, Arizona every year. Hundred yard broadhead shoot, and I think his that broadhead has won. I want to say like four out of the last five years. Jeez. So I mean, if, if that's not proof, then I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Did, now, when you're shooting and, and hunting, uh, what like are you? I mean, are you mainly taking twenty yard pop shots, or are you are you re- trying to reach out in some of these hunts? Um, I mean, there's a lot of them where, I mean, I'm I'm looking pretty much a- anything within a hundred yards is is within the kill zone. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. I obviously I'd like to get closer, but I'm lucky enough that I have. I have enough time to practice at the longer shots. So if it's, if it's within a hundred, it's, it's within my kill zone. Nice. And, uh, when you're 
so like like I guess give us an average day for you. Like if you if you're working, so let's say you're working, um, and let's say it's not a game, you're just practicing. Do you start at like six a.m. and get done at six, or what? How's that work? Well, um, we we actually we don't really have any days that we don't have a game. So oh, gotcha. I mean, yeah. So we play. I mean, we have a game every day, um, wow. essentially. Oh, man. and if we yeah. So I mean we have a we have 162 games and 170 days. Holy cow! How does it work so, with travel? Do you do you guys do you guys travel by bus, by air, um, stay in hotels? It, yeah, you I mean you a lot of hotels, but I mean it just depends how far it is. Sometimes you sometimes you bus it, sometimes you fly. Wow, a lot of logistics, yeah. man. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that makes more sense then for travel too. Um, they they can stick to like you know less distance I guess I don't know that's interesting. So you've you've definitely played a lot of games in your career. There's a lot of games in your minor leagues and then all that too. So when you guys play sports like that as a pitcher, I mean, how long is a pitcher? I mean, will you go about 15 years potentially, or is there a max for a pitcher or no? No, it just depends. You know, some it. It all depends. Some some people's body can can keep up with the lifestyle and stuff longer than others. And some, you know, some some people make it ten years. Some people make it five. Some people make it twenty. It just it it depends on the wear and tear that you, your body is just able to take. And and everybody's different. Yeah, gotcha. Very cool. All right, Andrew. Hey, man. Thanks for uh, joining me. I appreciate it. And uh, talking uh, hunting. Is there anything else you want to share? Anything you want to get out there? No, no, I'm good. I, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you guys could have me. I really appreciate it. I had a, had a good time. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.